I don't know how I could taste anything similar. Oh, oh, oh! I was trapped in the mountains! I ate 45 people! Like, I just don't know if I could live like that, man. Is that like Dracula with a wedding? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, back to Full Circus Circus. My name is Tristan Sartoris. I'm so happy, Hasha, visual aid, to be here with you guys today. Um... I don't know if it's showing up on camera, but I, I got water all over my face and all over my shirt here. And this was not by design. It is not some sort of new fashion attire. Have you guys seen... This has been going on for a little bit now. Like, it it started with the ripped jeans and all. I'm like, oh, I want to make it look like I fell off my skateboard. And then it started with the grass stains and the paint. Like, these are very, very expensive jeans and jackets where it's just covered in muck. And I don't know what the thought process is there. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it's like you want to look like you have a dirty job or you want to look like you've been in the trenches or something, but just go ruin your jacket. You know, like why even why buy something that's already ripped and torn apart? I would love to just start selling people broken TVs I'm like, hey, it doesn't look like somebody vandalized your home. Yeah, this is amazing. I don't know what the appeal is. Um, but I don't, I don't get it. So, no, that's not what this is. All the water. I'm not trying to look like someone stuck in the rain. I, I poured water all over myself. I was trying to drink it through this because we hydrate like a mother dog. And this stupid flap, I was drinking and it fell, smacked me in the eye. I spit it up all over and just coated myself. And yes, it was exactly, or maybe even more so, embarrassing than it sounds. And typically when I sit here on the podcast, I, I take a minute. Dude, I'm just touching the mic all over today. I don't, hey, would you like to be my dancing partner, Blue Moon? I don't know. I can't help it. Um, much to the chagrin, not of me, but of you guys who <laughs> may be listening and being oh so annoyed with the rattling. But anyways, yeah, I sit here for a minute and I try and just, you know, dial it in, much like a quarterback just sitting on the bench or the field, getting ready before the game, just trying to mentally get in the zone. I sit here for a minute, make sure the pride is up, make sure I pretend that I have a strong ego or that I feel important in some way. And then I pour water all over myself. And I quickly realized, let's just start the show because there's no coming back from that. You know, like that's as high as it's going to get. I'm going to sit right here. I want to I want to feel important. No, dude, you just spilled water. You, you're drowning while sitting there. You don't get to feel cool anymore. Let's just start the show. So anyways, here we are. And I'm soaking, sopping wet. And I'm ready to deliver a fun time with you guys today. I will not stop touching this microphone. Anyways, guys, what's going on? As you can see, we got rid of the guitar it was hanging up here in the background much like a freaking you know window shopping i put it up there and it sold immediately after it was definitely hard to part with i i tried to even just shred on a little bit like i was like hey you're last to raw i'm gonna say goodbye <laughs> Like an old car you take on one last road trip. I I felt pretty emotional, to be honest. You know, I played this guitar. I didn't learn to speak or sing, but I did learn to play. I played it, and I, I had it for like 14 years, and it was hard to kind of ship it away and say goodbye. Goodbye, ye strings of glory. Um, But I will say this much. The lady who picked it up was oh so nice. I mean, I forgot that 
in posting clips of the show or whatever, little skits, that it's all connected and intertwined with my Facebook profile. So I get out and I go to get this, this lady the guitar and she's like, oh my gosh, you're so talented. You're so funny. And I'm like, what? What do you, what do you, I mean, yeah, but how do you know? Um, granted, this was before I spilled water all over myself, but uh, she's like, oh, we saw all your clips and the impressions and stuff like that on Facebook. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So they're just complimenting me, filling me up. And then, okay, by the way, here's the money for the guitar. And they took the guitar, shipped it away. So now, one, I'm happy that the guitar went to a, a home that is nice and polite and also celebrates me. But two, have you ever, okay, been complimented by somebody and then they paid you? Oh, my gosh. Dude, I should have to pay for that kind of service. So it was so nice. It was such a delight. Um, and I'm just, I feel, I feel my cup is filled, man. My cup is filled. And they said they were going to check it out and maybe check out the podcast. So, lady, if you're listening, you were a pleasure. I hope the guitar is going well. hope you're learning. And I, I pray that you utilize it and, and you know, take that, that beautiful instrument further than I ever did, quite honestly. I, I just feel nice. Dude, talk about feeling important. I just felt important, man. I should have given an autograph in some way. I shouldn't have done that. Actually, there, <laughs> there's technically an autograph in the guitar. Okay, there, a while back, I, I wrote TAS, my little initials. It's kind of on the inside. You'll see it in some green Sharpie. Um, ma'am, you know, whether you want it or not, uh, it is there. There are no refunds, <laughs> but it's there if you want it. And... That's just a little autograph, so it's not worth anything at the moment. In fact, again, since I poured water all over myself, it's actually gone down in value. But, hey, if I ever become president or something, uh, one, God help us all, but two, you know, you'll have that to show off. I've got the president of the United States, the first ever soaking wet guy. So we love water, guys. It is going to be a reoccurring theme. I can feel it already. So, yeah, that was very nice. It was splendid. Actually, dude, speaking of nice people, people have been nice to me a lot recently. I went to go get my headshots the other day. And, um, and one, dude, headshots, are they're so expensive. And I, I regretted the fact that I even had to go do it. It's like, I don't want to pay but just a photo of here. And it's so much more money for just this cropped out. So if you want to go pay like for a family portrait or like for a full body, it's like 20, 40 bucks. You want to go get headshots everywhere you look. It's like, oh, 400, $500. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of unfair. It's kind of like my whole shorts metaphor. Like I shouldn't have to pay more for less fabric. Okay. Or especially if you even just look at the same pair of sweatpants, I buy a medium for $25 or an XXXXL for $25. I could make three pairs of pants out of all that fabric. It makes no sense. I should get a discount for wearing a medium. But anyways, yeah, it feels um, awful to have to pay a lot for just, just, just the head. What are you telling me? You're saying that the more of my body I show, the, the further down in price it goes. I'm degrading the product. The more and more of myself that is bestowed upon the lens. Um, so it's very hard to, to pay a lot for headshots. But luckily... I I got to shoot with a wonderful photographer that had a great deal. It was very cheap and and was just a wonderful product and it was a great time. But circling back to how nice they were, I got there. The guy's name was Tony and as soon as I walked in and he goes, it's nice to meet you. What are we looking for here today? And I go, well, the agency just wants an updated headshot, you know, just silly, goofy, you know, fun, lighthearted commercial type shots. And he goes, 
Um, okay, we can get a couple of those, but I think I think we need more cool shots of you. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah, you're a really cool guy. Like, you have a very cool vibe. We want to capture more of that for you. And I go, uh, sorry, I think you got the wrong guy here. All right, cool, cool guy isn't exactly my brand. All right, ask anybody who spent any significant amount of time with me or five minutes, really. It doesn't have to be a lot of time. Uh, I'm not cool guy, all right? I'm, I'm goober. I'm the guy who says 9,000 awful puns and then talks about the Ninja Turtles for 45 minutes straight. I'm not cool guy. So he's like, yeah, we're just going to just kind of get cool, get in the vibe. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I feel uncomfortable. I don't, you know, I don't know how to be that. Like, dude, people want to be cool with me. They're like, hey, come out to the club. Let's go have fun. I go, nah, okay, I'm going to stay home. I got to play God of War some more. Like, I got to watch the Looney Tunes. I got to practice my Bugs Bunny impression. I'm not cool guy. I'm the kind of guy who anytime he's ever been to a bar because I don't drink, I get chocolate milk. Now, 2% because well, we get a little wild, but you know, still, I'm not, I'm just not the cool guy, all right? I don't want to be the cool guy. I don't strive to be the cool guy. In fact, the cool guy has always been kind of boring to me. If you've ever seen a cool guy, like, the cool guy doesn't do anything. And I don't, I don't want to be, I don't know how to be, like, the cool guy just kind of leans. And he's just, yeah, well, I'm cool. Well, what do you do, cool guy? I don't know. I'm cool. I, I lean and I sit here and I'm just cool. It's just a vibe. It's an energy. I don't know, I have one, again, I've never wanted to be that, but I too, I just, I feel so out of my element even walking into this thing. He's like, well, let's just, let's just get real cool here. Let's just get you all cooled up and let's get some cool shots. I'm so <laughs> nervous of it. Like, hey, do you want to, maybe we tell some jokes or something. Let's be funny. He's like, let's just, we're just going to get some cool shots of you. I go, okay, all right. Uh, yeah. You know, like, so I was completely thrown off, but luckily this guy was fantastic at getting you in the zone and kind of talking you through. Like, they're experts, man. They're professional at the craft. Um, and eventually, I was chirping and I'm throwing some jokes out there. He goes, oh, you're a really <laughs> funny guy. Again, everyone's so nice to me. And I'm like, yeah, see, there we go. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm I'm slapstick guy. I'm the cartoon character. I don't know how to lean, okay? I'm not I'm not a cool guy. Um, so anyways... It was a wonderful experience and looking forward to how the rest of the touch up photos and stuff like that. And the guy was generous. Like it was just a, it was a great experience overall. Um, I did kind of get like locked out of the place to start with because it's such a like tight schedule. Everybody's coming in and they have 30, 45 minutes or whatever. And everyone's, you know, rotating through And And when it was my block, when my appointment was coming up, um, they don't want you walking into the studio because you'll kind of interfere or maybe they're trying to capture some cool shots and all of a sudden someone else is in there witnessing like oh well now this guy's not going to feel so cool while he's got an audience like if somebody walked in on my appointment during my time i'd be like oh you know like i was already uncomfortable being cool guy but now somebody's watching me now i don't know what to do so i got there too early because i'm so freaking proactive and professional i got there like 20 minutes early and they're like hey don't come in if it's like more than seven minutes and i go oh a few minutes too early and they said don't come in if you're uh more than five or seven minutes early so now i'm just standing in the winter city <laughs> waiting to go in i already walked from the freaking parking over and i'm just wearing my t-shirt because I just wanted to walk right in and not waste any time. Apparently, I was dressed very cool. But I was just wearing a t-shirt in the middle of Pittsburgh in the winter, and I'm freezing. <sighs> oh, gosh. Hair is starting to, like, get some icicles, and people are just staring at me. And, um, and 
you know, hopefully, I guess they thought I was cool, but I did not feel cool at all. I felt very, very chilly. Um, so anyways, it was very nice, very amazing appointment, but I was just saying that everybody's been so complimentary of me lately. And I gotta say, it just, it feels nice. It feels good to be wanted. It feels good to be appreciated. I don't know how to address the cool aspect again. In fact, dude, I'm pretty nervous about what I'm about to tell you. I got a callback for an audition. <clears throat> In fact, by the time this episode comes out, I would have just finished the the callback meeting about five minutes ago. So, hey, you know, come and ask me how it went. But the audition was for, I, well, I can't talk about what it was, but I mean, like, it was it just a cooler kind of vibe. And I had just come back from the headshots by the time I auditioned for it. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I hate callbacks, okay? And I just you know, contradict what I just said about, um, wanting to be liked and wanted or whatever, but I desperately fear callbacks because auditions, I'm fine being like turned down for a part in a role or whatever, because there's so many variables that goes into being cast. Like maybe you're too tall, you're too short, you're too light, you're too dark. Maybe your eyebrows are too thick and luscious. Like there's so many different things that go, well, you look too much or too little like this guy. We can't, you know, we just, it's just, it's not personal. It just doesn't work out. So when you don't get a role, you think, oh, maybe my hair was too dark or this and that. So when you get a callback, now <laughs> it's not about, hey, you like this, you look like that. It's like, oh, you fit the bill. We want you. But now you just got to give the confirmed stamp of approval between you and the next five guys. Okay, you got the right look, but can you perform? It puts it solely on me, I have no other excuses. And it makes it so much more nerve-wracking. And then usually you'll step into the callback and they'll just throw you completely out the window of what they were plotting. Like you have a detailed script and an audition process about what you're going to be going through. And like, okay, just throw that away. We're just going to improvise here. Like, I freaking, I was playing, oh, is my hair thick enough for this? So, um, again, I don't know how to be the cool guy. It's for a cool thing. I got a callback to be a cool guy. And I just like the Venn diagram of coolness. Okay, here's me. Here's cool. They don't intersect at all, right? There's a giant gap in between. Now, loudmouth and Tristan, these things are one and the same. So I'm I'm pretty nervous about it, but it's exciting nevertheless. It's It's a weird thing where like, I know I want the part. I want the part. You always want the part. You always want the gig that you auditioned for. But um, in the pursuit of of when there's a callback, there is some sort of relief when you don't get it. Now that's kind of rare for me. I usually end up getting a callback, but <laughs> when I get when I don't get the callback, I go, "Okay. Breath of fresh air." Like and it's it's a weird like that's how nervous I get over it. That when I get denied and rejected just outright, I go, "Oh. I feel better now. I don't got to worry about trying to impress or live up to some sort of standard." It's hard, man. It's hard. It's a second date. Okay? I used all my moves on the first time around. I don't I don't have any more guys to play. So I'm I'm still excited, man. And you gotta love the nerve-wracking moments. You know, it they say nerves are are just a step across from excitement. Like your brain, they, it sparks the same kind of thing in the old cranium, and sometimes you interpret it differently. So maybe I'm just very, very excited every time there's a callback, but I, I don't know how to convert that and go, stop it, brain. You're not anxious. You're not worried about this. You're just thrilled. And I go, yeah, you're right, probably. But for right now. <laughs> so it'll be cool. It'll be fun, though. So 
I mean, hopefully we get the part. I mean, I'm gonna if you're gonna do the callback, then you're like, well, now I really, really want it. So, anyways, I'm looking forward to it regardless. I just gotta be cool guy, I guess. The callback's all about being likable, anyways. Um, so don't be cool guy. I think that's where I lend like my. That's how I make people like me. No, but just being stupid and silly. Then they go, oh, this is a goober. This guy's fun to be around. But I'd, if I was a cool guy, then I, I probably wouldn't be liked that much. Because it's like, hey, Tristan's nice to meet you. And I go, yeah, well, I'm just leaning over here. So obviously you want to give me the part. I'm such a cool guy. I'm not. I don't know how to. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll try that. I would love to just show up to a callback just leaning the whole time. Why, why, you know, he looked, he performed well, and he looked like he, he looks right for the the role, but is he off balance? Why is he leaning so hard? Maybe he's got scoliosis or something? Dude, sometimes I feel like I got scoliosis. I don't know. I just, I sleep on my side sometimes, and I just, my back feels tweaked. That's no offense to people with scoliosis. I think scoliosis is cool. I think there's pluses and minuses to every kind of disorder, disease, or problem. Like, if you have scoliosis, they make the best players at the game of Twister. Because you're like, oh, right hand, boom. And you're just, you know, you're perfect. Also, if if you had to spell it like YMCA, you're just bang. You know, easy as that. <laughs> so, it would be sweet. Um, I don't know if I necessarily want it, but I feel like I might have it. Um, so what's going on in the news, man? What's going on in the world? We talked about the Taylor Swift, that whole crap that was going on with the AI generated these, you know, disgusting images. And luckily, somehow by the power of the Taylor Swift cult and the Swifties and everybody, there is a bill that is being passed or just kind of, um, you know, drawn up at the moment for an anti non-consensual, no whatever okay just buzzwords that mean you can't do that and that is freaking awesome man okay and i'm, I'm happy for that because we got to start drawing lines with this ai crap it's gross it's out of hand and people are you know on different sides on twitter for some reason the guy's like man she doesn't even that good of music like that has anything to do with it i don't listen to taylor swift at all but you know what i do like human decency like, you can't just be drawing or AI drawing pornographic images of people and just throwing them all around. That's it's gross. It's disgusting. Like, there's no respect. Um, so it's embarrassing. But it's a hey, congratulations to the world. Let's try and get that one done. It's just it's out of hand. It's gross. It's weird. Um, I think that Taylor Swift, like these people need to be behind everything. They get things done. Okay. Like if, if I was talking about this, cause a lot of the Swifties are big fans of Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey gets hurt on a turf field and football fans have been trying to get rid of turf field for a while, it's like, Oh, Travis Kelsey gets hurt on this turf field. We got to get rid of this. Okay. This is no good. And like, Oh, you know what? They said, so we got to, let's move on. They're powerful. Okay. Grand Theft Auto six would already be out by now. If the Swifties, you know, <laughs> players, anything you're looking for, man, you want to see a sequel. If you want to see rush hour four, if you want to see, I don't know what's something people have been waiting a long time for the second coming. All right. The Swifties were like right now. Like, okay, well we heard, we get it. So they're powerful beings and good for them. Keep doing good with the world. The Taylor Swift abilities and the cult following is one not to fear for the time being, although don't cross them. Okay. Don't, test it but uh they've got good powers and i'm happy to see some good changes coming out because ai is just ridiculous um i watched a movie 
recently, I watched Society of the Snow. Okay, now, this was a real story. If you've ever seen the movie Alive, it's uh, like a more truer, documented movie about that. It's entirely in another language, and that was a new experience for me because I'm not that good at reading. <laughs> but anyways, it's about this this rugby team. I think it's Uruguay, Spain, one of those. Anyways, they're, it's a rugby team, and they're flying to another country because they're going to go play them in this big tournament and whatever, and they crash into these mountains. I think it was 1970-something. I already forgot, man, which is, you know, they say you understand more when you have like reading comprehension out the window. Okay. If I would have heard the guy in the movie say that and it wasn't in Spanish, I would have picked up on it, but it was 1970 something. And it was, it's, it's a true story. It's horrific and it's gruesome. And it was way more than I was ready for. Like I just clicked. I was like, Oh, snow movie, like fun, you know, survivor. And all of a sudden people are dying and they do a lot of awful things to survive then they're not proud of them like they're not bad people but as people start dying and they gotta freaking eat each other to survive it gets it's a hard watch for sure and a story about you know what kind of lengths your body can go to to make it you know like it's freezing temperatures they get caught in avalanches i don't mean to spoil it more and more for you but it's it's one it's it's a hard watch for sure but it's it's kind of a testimony to um how tough humans can be i guess i don't i would make it if that was me guarantee you i'm like well wrap it up we're done you know you can eat me i guess because i'm tapping out i'm not eating anybody i can't do it right like all of them that's what they had to do to survive i just can't imagine i just can't pull it off now you put jeffrey dahmer in the slopes you know he would come out on top but <laughs> i can't man like how do you how you have to go vegan. I think if once you return back to civilization, I didn't follow up. I would like to look into it and see how, you know, their diets continued onward. But I'm sure most of them were like, I can't eat meat anymore. Because imagine somebody makes you like chicken veil for dinner and they go, oh, it's good. And he goes, um, yeah, it is pretty good. What's it taste like? It tastes like Mark. Mark. Who? What? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like a little dry is what I said. Nothing. I just, like, I don't know how I could taste anything similar and be like, oh, 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 I was trapped in the mountains. I ate 45 people. Like, I just don't know if I could live like that, man. It'd be hard. It'd be hard. You have to go full vegan. I couldn't, I couldn't eat anybody. All right. And I'm, I don't know if I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm just going to admit that. Okay. Maybe that makes me a weak person to say I could never eat another human, but I'll confess. All right. That's where my line is dietitian dietary wise i i can't do it i don't care how much protein's in there i don't care how good it is for your skin to eat skin but i i don't know i i do know i know that i could make it happen also it's like it's it's kind of after watching it and then you see them escape i'm spoiling it but after you kind of see them escape and they they make it out a couple of them um you're like man if only they didn't spend 2 months just kind of sitting there because they're waiting for rescue, right? That's what you like. You're like, oh, I'm trapped. We crash. Surely it'll be reported back. Someone will come find us. And the, it makes sense what you're doing. But when you're like, oh, man, it looks like they kind of escaped pretty easy. You know, maybe if you didn't wait two months, you, you kind of made it happen. But um, I felt bad for them nonetheless, nevertheless. And, um, you know, hopefully they're doing well. I know we kind of have to cut this podcast short because I need to get to bed. It's late, guys. 
And that's on me. That's another problem that I got to work on. But you know what? Some things happen. Some things in life, you you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm not going to eat anybody. And and sometimes you stand by that fact. And, and then others, you, you get trapped in the snow and you're like, well, don't make an exception. Um, anyways, what was I saying? I think that's all we have to talk about. A bit of a shorter episode again. I'm sorry, but I got to edit this. I got to get to it because I'm, I got to figure out how to, you know, wake up in the morning and then pretend to be cool. Okay. So I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to shower, believe it or not. And I'm going to start leaning and like, just get into character. Just just start leaning. You feel it? You feel it? (laughs) So anyways, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Full Circus. I will see you in the next episode. And we will have a wonderful, splendid, spalacious time, my friends. I love you.